Good morning, everybody. Um, the title here is How Short-Term Missions Can Bear Lasting Fruit, the dental model. Now, how many of you heard King the other night? Okay, most of us. Good. Um, I, I talked to uh, my wife, Bonnie, after um, his message, and I said, he used all my verses. And I had surely, surely thought that I had cut them out of the Bible, so I was the only one going to be able to use them. <clears throat> but so anyway, here we go. Um, let's pray. Father, we thank you. Lord, we know that you have a heart so big, so much bigger than ours, that you love people throughout the world. Lord, we know there's billions of people that haven't heard of you that need you desperately. Lord, we ask that you would help us to be a part of reaching them. Lord, this morning, I ask that you give me the words to use, that you would work in the hearts of everyone here, that you would take this where you want it to go. Lord, that you'd be blessed and glorified in all that we do and say. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Matthew 9. 36, 36 uh, yeah, yeah, actually, let me back up here, how'd that happen, I hit the button while I was praying, Matthew nine thirty-five. you may remember this verse, and Jesus was going about the cities, all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the word of, or proclaiming in their, teaching in the teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. And for those who remember hearing King, he talked about where healing is, there's the spiritual fruit, that, and, and it, it is so scripturally based. Um, The opportunities for ministry are just huge. This has been one of my favorite verses for years. Um, and it's Jesus just saying, and seeing, or, or talking about Jesus. And seeing the multitudes, he felt compassion for them, for they were distressed and downcast like sheep without a shepherd. Then he says to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into the harvest. The goal of sending workers out into the harvest is to bring people to Christ. And the goal of health care, Christian health care, needs to be bringing people to Christ. When somebody's suffering from dental pain, or any other pain for that matter, they're really not interested in hearing what you have to say about spiritual things. Um, once you can get them under control a little bit, then the spiritual things, then it's possible to talk to them. And they're oftentimes very open to it once their pain's relieved or when they understand it will be. Just an example of one of the countries we've been to, Liberia, population about 4 million people and Life expectancy, 38 to 50 years. There's three practicing dentists in the country. And as of last year, there were two 
Thanks, Jack. There were two dental therapists that um, we, we met one of them, and Mike, you, you must have worked with the other one. Um, so that's about 1 million, 1.3 million people per dentist. That's, you know, you see in the st- statistics in the U.S., it's something like 1 per 1,500. So it, it just, it's crazy. Um, make about $500 a year. Need for dental care is huge. A lot of people suffering in pain for years. I'm going to show some pictures. I'm going to go through them quickly. Um, I don't think these are too graphic. But for people who have not been on the field, if you don't think the needs are great, we see this kind of stuff all the time. Little kids. Completely bombed out mouths. This was the sweetest scale. She was in Liberia last year. This is the side profile. That's her mandible coming through the side of her face. And she had active drainage just coming right down the side. Um, She's been going through this kind of thing this for years. Her, she, she had a newborn baby in her arms. Um, very, very tough to, you know, for her personally to deal with. Dental problems, as you can see in these pictures, can be devastating to a person's quality of life and their self-worth, how, how they feel. We had, we had a gal in Ghana that walked in. And her lip was way up here because there was a growth here associated with her teeth. And her husband had basically shunned her. She didn't want, he didn't want anything to do with her. So dental problems, not just the pain, but the social issues are, are huge as well. Most of the time the dental treatment needed is extractions. But the biggest need these people need, have is their need for Christ. It's very important for us to remember that. If, if you, if, when you go out and there's just long lines of people, and, and we've all, guys that have been out in the field, they all run into it. You, you feel pressured to get as many people through as fast as you can to get them out of the dental pain. But sometimes in doing that, we don't have the time to um, meet the real goal, or the, the real need, which is Jesus. The real question, who are the workers that are best suited for the harvest? Are they foreigners like us who can't speak the language? Or are they local believers who intimately know the language, the culture, all all of it? The model we're using is to train local believers to do the treatment. Now, why locals instead of um, doing the treatment ourselves? We've got to keep reminding ourselves of that ultimate goal. If it's to treat as many people as we want, as we need to see, or as many people as you want in the sh- short time that you're there, then just do it. Forget the training, because the training takes time. And people will be waiting while you're doing training. If, if, so if you want to just get people through, just go do it. If your overall goal is to see people come to Christ, 
Well, then it makes more sense to train them and use in several reasons. One is the language. That's pretty obvious. Even if you know the language of the country that you're going to, people will say that, it's, that it takes years and years before you know the heart language. You know, the, the language that the, the, the people grew up with, the language of the soul. So, I mean, a lot of people are good at Spanish. They go down to Central America. They can, they can get by, and that's okay. But they, they can't speak the, the deep language that's meaningful to people. I don't know if any of you have ever been sick on a mission trip. I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek because I think everybody has. Um, the, the nationals, the local believers, don't get the same things that we get. They're, they're already, um, they're used to, their systems are used to it. Expense. Short-term trips are really expensive when you consider vaccinations, airfare, food, lodging, and then time is spent away from our private practices. Time limitations. Most short-term trips are set up for one to two weeks. We often feel pressured, again, to, to um, see as many people. Um, you can take out all kinds of teeth, but that's not really what we need to do. Some of this is repeated. We've all had the frustration not seeing the people, all the people that we wanted to see. And people are frustrated when they're left at the end of the week and they didn't get seen during the week. That, that is... Um, that it's really tough. Um, we want to eliminate that whole issue. Local trainees already know the language. They don't get our illnesses. The expense is minimal in comparison. And time is really a non-issue. That one to two week period where you have to jam all these hundreds of people in, that becomes a non-issue. And that, I think, is one of the, the most beautiful things. If, if you guys remember, King said that they have treated over 40,000 patients in that um, village now in, in, in uh, Ghana. And Charlie and I haven't been there for 40,000 patients. You know, I mean, that, that, that's exciting news. And, and seeing them share Christ, is, it's wonderful. The thing that we oftentimes don't realize is that the trainees themselves earn respect by us training them. For the local Christians who may have no basis or, or be just looked on, you know, as junk in the Muslim or Hindu world, now all of a sudden they can provide a service, and that service is getting them out of pain. Their quality, their um, Perception in the community has been raised. When that's been raised, they have a platform to share the gospel. Even Christ wasn't respected in his home region until he started meeting the physical needs of the people, healing and feeding them. Okay, our first trip to Liberia last year, we trained 13 students. On the return trip last month, nine of the original trainees were still working. Two more were trained. Um, they are charging a, a nominal fee for the treatment so they can replenish the supplies that they, the, the disposable supplies. Whether it's dentistry, 
medicine, eye care, um, whatever short-term module we're training, we need to see that it's going to be a sustainable event. It, if, if we go and just do things and don't, don't let them know how they can replenish stuff, it's going to die out as soon as our supplies are, are gone. The exciting thing is that they're actively sharing Christ with each person, and people are receiving him. So the principle is relieve somebody of physical pain, and they'll listen to you about spiritual things, even if they can't understand the language that you're speaking. The power of the healing touch is real, and it's extremely strong. Um, you know, I, Charlie alluded to it yesterday. When, when someone allows you to put your hands in their mouths, you're no longer just a casual acquaintance. You know, there's, there's a connection. There's a trust built up. So what, what the Native people really need from us is our expertise and our willingness to train them so they're able to help their own countrymen. The training that we use, we have the local churches or mission organizations choose the students. Sometimes they're pastors. Sometimes they're just evangelists in the church. Um, what we want is people that are have got a real heart for Jesus, want to see people come to know the Lord, good eyes, kind of important, and we don't want anybody with real, you know, unsteady hands. We can use those people for ancillary help, and we do, because there's a sterilization and all kinds of things. But we, we, we want these people committed to Christ and, and people that just want to, want to share Christ, want to see people come to know him. We do the two days of lectures and then three to four days of clinics. By the end of the first day of lecture, they're generally giving each other injections. Now you do see some shaking hands, <laughs> but, but that's all right. By the time they're done, they're good. We teach the trainees what, um, to ch- what, what, what not to get involved with. We want them to choose their cases for success. There are so many people out there that have got dental needs you don't have to take every person that comes in, you know. And, and that uh, most places in the developing world, you can get antibiotics relatively easily. And so we'll have the, you know, if somebody's really bad and they, they just can't do a case, they'll get them on an antibiotic. And we, we try to work out a re- local referral source somewhere. In, but sometimes there's just nothing available. They are the only people there. It's just a picture of some of the lectures that we were doing in Uganda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, oh, this is one, it automatically starts. So this is one of the training videos that we use. It's only just a couple minutes long, but it'll give you guys an idea how we can train without the need or the dependence on a translator for parts of it. Now, we, we see how simplistic that is, 
but it really is a pretty good training, you know, training tool. They don't understand that when they're coughing or, or such, how much is, um, how bad it can be. All right, we teach sterilization. This is uh, what I like. This picture, patients are prayed for. Now, sometimes it's not appropriate to pray right then, but somewhere during, during the treatment, they're shared with and prayed for. We had one girl that it, it clicked. She was over in Kasumu in Kenya, and she didn't quite understand what all this dental, dental stuff was doing, and, and she didn't really like the um, hands-on type things. But all of a sudden it was, oh, I can use this for evangelism. So she was just being crazy, sharing Christ with everybody that was there. And, you know, she, she felt it was God showing her how she could work into the team. Here students are gaining confidence in what they're doing. We use terms, this is not an inferior, inferior alveolar, it's a cross shot. We just use simple terms. They understand cross shot. The gal here, um, that was just after she got her first tooth out. And she was really excited. This was Liberia last year. And graduation at the end of the week into community dental health worker. So our goal is to give each of the trainees a lot of experience while, while we're there. Haiti, this past February, we graduated two, two trainees, but each of those two had taken out more than 40 teeth apiece. Um, Mitch, how many teeth have you extracted in dental school? Okay, well, you're, you're way above average. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Ex excluding the at dental school. Okay. We, we, yes, slacker. Um, when we did this study uh, in Ghana a couple of years back, one of the, one of the researchers that, that is the uh, teaching there at the school, student had graduated only extracted one tooth. You know, I'm, it's not as easy to find people to extract teeth in the U.S. Overseas, there's a lot of people. I mean, it's the, it is the bulk thing that needed that's needed. So at 40 teeth, th that's a lot of teeth. You know, you see a lot of situations there. Two weeks after we left, they were having their own clinics. We schedule following up about a year after the original training. We go over problems that they might have been, been experiencing. We refine their techniques and uh, reevaluate each of those students. Sometimes we train some new students at that time as well. Uh, but we, we will add skills to their skill set as time goes on. There's a couple other modules that are available now. Um, the IC or the I module is available. People... Um, they, they, people come in, they evaluate their eyes. It's a real qu quick way to do it, and they can get them uh, glasses that they can see with. Um, obviously, they're not specialized glasses with different things, but it's tremendous. W were you in the 
was it Gil that mentioned that yesterday, or, or I don't remember who it was. One of the guys said that um, they had done the eye clinic, and the fellow that had gone out was so excited that he came back the next day and gave the glasses back. He wanted to give them back because they didn't understand why. I asked them, and they said, he, he was just so excited. He says, I have seen my world now. I can't, I can't save this for just myself. Somebody else needs to. I'm, talk about powerful stuff, you know. So for more information on any of the other modules, and there's new modules being developed as we speak. We're looking at a veterinarian module, agricultural module, um, new modules for different things we want to see uh, created. My passion is this philosophy of ministry. In my heart's mind, or, yeah, um, I see such huge potential for the kingdom, for generations to come. Dental needs in many areas are unending. Therefore, the potential to share the love of Christ is unending for the people that know how to take care of those needs. What excites me the most is that even while I'm back in my office or right here at this conference, there's people throughout the world that are having Christ shared as be, because of the ministry that we've been involved with. You know, it, if we just go and do and leave, nothing happens till the next time a team comes. But there are people accepting Jesus today, November 12th, across the world because we were there. That's exciting. That, yeah, it. Um, I can't think of a better way to multiply. When the needs for when the needs are great, which they are, the need for Him is even greater yet. The need for Him may not be understood or perceived at the time, but we know it's there. Philippians 4:19, common verse, and my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's not just our needs. It's the needs over there. It's the needs for all the believers. My challenge to you folks is consider joining us on a training mission. Experience the excitement of seeing someone take out their first tooth. You see those eyes open. it, it, It is really exciting. And also what other skills could be passed on. We'd like ideas from it. First Timothy, or Second Timothy 2.2, the things that you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, and trust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. I don't think it's a big stretch to take that into the physical realm as well as the spiritual realm. Um, let's not keep what we have. It's selfish of us to think that we're the only people that can provide it. How to get involved, contact Linda Webster or Lori. You're both here. Raise your hand. Linda, Lori, okay. At Empower. Um, Empower's contact information is up here. The um, My contact information is on the next page. And they do have a booth in the exhibitor hall. And if anybody would like to get in touch with me, yeah, this is my contact info. Um, one, of, one of the things that comes up off and on is, well, 
especially in the U.S. when we're talking about the training. You guys were trained for four years. You know, you've been working for how many years? And how can you do this? How can you teach them to extract in, in such a short period of time? Well, how many of you have ever had a flat tire on your car? Any other car trouble? Everybody says. Did you take it back to Detroit? You didn't take it back to the engineer who designed the car? The person fixing your flat tire doesn't need to know all the or mechanical workings of the car. They don't have to know the computer stuff. They don't have to know what's behind it. They, they need to know how to get the plug out or the nail out and plug the hole. And that, that's what we're trying to do is train basic treatment. We're not teaching them to place implants, you know. Um, it, but it, it, it is the needs are so huge, guys. And you talk to medical doctors that have gone, and oftentimes the biggest need that they see while they're there is the dental problems. And there's nobody there to deal with them. So I'd like to open it up for questions. These countries have ministry of health that you need to work under to honor their assignment. We, we always honor, honor the laws, yeah. What, what, and the way, the way we do that is the in-country mission that we're working with, we leave that to them to work with the, um, with the government. Now, in, um, in Ghana... King talked about that the other night, that the officials have not just given them the blessing. They're coming to him and to into the, you know, those guys. Um, Charlie, you can touch. What, um, yeah, I think a lot of times we, we kind of superimpose our point of view and legal system onto other countries. But like in Liberia, there's three dentists for four million people. Uh, there's no way that the government can meet the need. So and in Liberia last year um, the government actually had the um, the one trainee um, come over and be part of a little bit part of the thing and she wanted to be part of it this year too so Jack Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is not something you would do in, like, Belize. I mean, I'd, I'd gone to Belize for a number of years. Um, they almost didn't let me work there one year. <laughs> yeah, it, um, the needs are... Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or there just is, there's no access. And the government then is usually, they're just welcome to have somebody there doing stuff. Good question, though. Any other questions? Yes. They feel they have the tooth that is paining 
maybe they could take aspirin and biotics and stuff like that to keep it moving instead of going for the repair because they can afford it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the need is overwhelming. It really is. When we were in Ghana, one of the um, one of the patients that came in had been to the government dentist, the one the one in the two million one in the two million the one dentist in the two million people up in northern Ghana. He had been to him, and we took out the roots. And well, the root. The root. <laughs> you know, if you guys, if y'all wouldn't talk southern down here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, up up in my area, all they know how to do is throw footballs. I'm just just outside of Green Bay, so. <laughs> Any other questions or comments? We would sure love to have you guys come on a trip. Um. It's life-changing, not just for, you, for not just for these people, but for yourselves. The, I, I will say that it is harder, from the professional standpoint, it's harder to teach than it is to go and do. Yeah, go on and doing. I mean, we—that's what we do, day in and day out. We do, you know. And when you're teaching. You've got to watch other people do. And sometimes you're watching what other people shouldn't be doing. You know, but that's why we're there. We're, we're there to watch them and watch them be ineffective at, at elevating. After they've been ineffective for a while, you show them. You know, we try to show them all the right things first. But as, as when we all learned, you know, there's, there, there's effective ways to do it and non-effective ways. And it, it can be so frustrating not to just, just let me get that thing out of there, you know. But um, it, it, it is, uh, it's a life-changing experience for the dentist going over and doing the training as well. It, um, it truly it gives you a heart for, it just gives you a heart to see, for seeing people come to know Christ. Um, yeah. I don't remember the song. Um, it's thank you is, is the idea. You know, a person goes to heaven and they see all these people that are thanking them. Well, you don't remember me, but you, you gave money to, to something so you could send missionaries down. And when they were there, I accepted Christ. So it was because of you that, I'm, that I've become a believer. Well, it's exciting because even when we're right here right now, there's people over there that are coming to know the Lord by us doing the stuff that we love to do. That's cool. You know, that is cool. So, anything else? All right. So, for more info, contact uh, Empower. They are, it, if their booth is down there too. If you walk in on the bookstore side, straight into the exhibitor hall, as soon as you get in, they're right on the right on the corner there. And looking forward to seeing you guys on trips. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs>